Please enjoy this sport bloke segment from an upcoming or recent episode. G'day, Nath here. I don't normally do this, but I feel like I need to give a joke some context. The Jess Fox reference at the end of this little clip is in reference to a, well, let's just say interesting way in which she repaired her kayak that we talk about earlier in the full episode coming out soon. Cheers. So, Shui, we have very little time here. We thought we'd have much more. We went a bit hard on the Olympics. It is two weeks. And even when you're going quick, there's a lot to cover. We both knew this was going to happen. The Boomers, finally. Absolutely amazing. Out of fourth place. I think we've all forgotten about the Spain game now, finally. Oh, well. No. Well, no, <laughs> no. No, no. no it, it, the Spain game stings a little bit less. I'll be honest, the USA game in the semifinals stings a little bit because mm-hmm. we were up 15 in the second quarter. But... As I said in our sports chat at the time, now we're going to tense up playing with the lead, which unfortunately I dare say did happen a little bit. Oh, absolutely. It's got to be said, though, that that USA team, like I predicted, looked very different with Drew Holiday and Devin Booker in the team. Yeah, well, Drew Holiday, people were arguing, was almost the most important player. I mean, it was Durant. There's no two ways about it. But Holiday was definitely in their top two or three. Probably probably their second most important player. Just so good defensively. And I can't help but think back to game six of the NBA finals when Van Gundy and Mark Jackson were absolutely gushing about a steal that pretty much no other player in the league could have made. Mm. So, yeah, he was absolutely vital to the team. And their athleticism is what set them apart for, let's face it, the whole time they're, you know, ever since the dream team back in 1992. But the world has caught up. They did have a fairly close contest in the gold medal game against France and France just survived Slovenia. But then we finally got that bronze by beating Luca. And look, maybe his head wasn't in the game enough, was it? Well, or his left hand. Either. Yeah, well, and that's true. The, the, we did catch him at a good time with a pretty big injury. Yeah. Look, that bronze medal game, I mean... It's so weird because usually you're the guy that's pacing and you were apparently quite calm. I was. I was very calm. We worked out with about eight minutes left when Chris Golding hit a three or Golding. I need to start saying Golding. That's how he pronounces it. People I've known in my previous life have said Golding, which is why I always stuff it up. Got to start saying Golding. But Chris Golding hit a big three and that's where I thought it was over. And I know that it wasn't over because they raced back and and I think it was about a three-point game with a few minutes left, three or four minutes left. But what a superb effort from Paddy Mills. 42 points, nine assists on about 50% shooting. Joe Ingalls was fantastic as well. And this was, of course, after we lost our enforcer, our big guy, the lunch pail, blue collar guy, Aaron Baines, who tripped in the dunny of all places. And now that's a really sad one because he's got no NBA team to go to and he's got nerve damage. Yeah. So some people are like, oh, could we see him in the NBL? Well, he might not play for 12 months, which is really sad. We'll still sign him. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, we I haven't have, signed anyone else. I have to say, Matisse Thibel needs a really big pump up as well. Some of the plays that he made in that game, that huge steal and massive dunk, dunk to yeah. finish off the second quarter. Yep. There was a huge putback he had off a missed three. Oh, that was lovely. Which that one, that was the sealer for yeah, me. Yep. There were, yeah, just a lot of really great moments. His, his defensive efforts were superb. He is a menace in the passing lanes. Absolute yeah. menace. So, yeah, look, phenomenal effort. And I think this has now kind of set a precedent where we'll feel like we should be competing for the next few Olympics. Obviously, Paddy Mills probably won't be at the next one. I don't know. They're only three years away, aren't they? So he, he probably would still be good enough to make the team, yeah. I dare say. Matthew Delvadova's done. There's Del- no, Delhi's done, for sure. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, that, yeah. I've got to say as well, so pre-games, Gorge said that we weren't going to medal without Ben Simmons. So not only did we medal without Ben Simmons, but it was without Simmons and Baines right. in the end. So yeah. it was a very impressive effort. Will Ben Simmons come back? Do we want him to come back? 
he finally did congratulate the boomers on social media after a bit of prompting. But I've got to play devil's advocate here. It was basically damned if you do, damned if you don't in that situation. Because by not saying anything, everyone piled on. And by saying something, everyone in the comments piled on. So the only thing he can do to repair his reputation with the boomers is to come back and play in Paris. A lot will happen in three years. He'll be there. Now, the other big news, of course, is Josh Giddy being selected sixth overall by the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA draft. We thought we'd get to that today. We were probably a little bit optimistic. So we'll definitely cover the draft and NBA free agency next week. But uh, I guess as a Thunder fan, maybe a quick little how you feel. I have a new jersey to buy. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah, sure look, I'm, I'm very excited by this one. I mean, obviously, didn't quite expect this one. I, I thought the Thunder might go after someone a, a little bit less tried and true. I was thinking more along the lines of Jonathan Kaminga, but look, we'll take Giddy. I think he'll be a, a really, really great person to pair up in the backcourt with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Obviously, high IQ guys are very, very important. Let's just hope he can stay on the court, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hurt his ankle hurt after his, that dunk. Literally yeah. three minutes into the, the opening game. But yeah, and of course, Twitter's already piling on and saying he's a bust and it's like, <sighs> guys, come on. Let him. Funnily enough, one of the people that dubbed him a bust, someone did their detective work and they were like, hold on, you said LaMelo Ball was a bust last season. So they went back and looked at their previous tweets. Far too early to judge. But I think it's a good pick and we're in an era of positionless basketball. Having guys that are six foot eight with the IQ and playmaking and skill that he has is only a good thing. And I'm not trying to draw a comparison by any means here, but do you know someone else who had real issues with ankles early on in their career? Oh, Steph Curry. Ah, okay. Greatest shooter of all time. You can have a bad start to your career with injuries and still be pretty bloody good. Oh, one injury does not make you made of glass. No. So it was just unfortunate. Hmm. So obviously we would have loved to have had enough time to try and unpack certainly at least the lottery, if not a few of the other first rounders and talk about some of the winners and losers. There's a lot of transactions going on in the NBA from the Russell Westbrook trade to ridiculous contracts being thrown at anyone who wants to play for the Knicks. <laughs> There's so much to talk about that we'll probably need half a show. Yeah, which we, we, don't want to, we don't want to rush this one. No, absolutely not. So I guess in lieu of that, I will... Leave us with a ridiculous stat from the Olympics relating to the basketball. Go. So Zach Levine was involved in a five-game winning streak as part of the US men's team winning the gold at the Olympics. In his career, though, with Minnesota and Chicago, he has never been involved in a win streak of more than four games. That is nuts. So the, Outrageous. So the last time that he was involved in a win streak that long was his one year at UCLA where they won three straight in Big 12 tournament and two straight at the start of the NCAA tournament. Wow. Zach Levine. Gold for Zach. So Stewie, I've got to just wrap this up, I guess, by saying how wonderful it is that how much basketball has been embraced in this country. Do you remember in Barcelona 92, Atlanta 96, you'd get out your TV guide and it would have Channel 7 and I think they were in like six hour blocks mm. and it would show the events that were being shown in that little block and it would have all the things and it would have basketball. And as a kid, I'd be there on the edge of my seat and you'd be lucky if you got like three minutes that they throw to in the third quarter of a game that we probably eventually lose to Lithuania. Yeah, you know? they'd show the timeouts. Yeah, yeah, often they would, oh. they would. Yeah. I'm saying that tongue in cheek because oh, I, I remember that me too. vividly in Barcelona watching yeah. watching that. I saw more of the Dream Team in 92 than I saw of the Boomers. Yeah, and look, you can understand why a lot of people wanted to see the Dream Team. But geez, it was hard. But it's so funny because we were so spoiled on the main channels. You didn't even have to go to the app much. They showed a lot of basketball on the main channels on free-to-air. And it's so funny, in the Nigeria game, which we won by about nearly 20 in the end, people were going ratchet on Twitter that 
they moved away from the game with like two minutes left. And it's like, guys, we did pretty well. We saw the whole, nearly the whole game and we've won comfortably. But it's just great for basketball in this country. I have to go back to one of your comments, though. Oh, yeah. Good for you not having to go to the app, Mr. I don't have kids that take over the TV. <laughs> I lived on that app because I couldn't get my fucking TV. Yeah. You make your life choices. I wish I'd had bloody Jess Fox's condoms. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Shui, while I'm crying with laughter, did you shed a tear when the boomers when the boomers won? Mate, I didn't cry at my own wedding. I, I don't cry. I, I'm not a crier either, but I've got to admit, and it was so weird. It was the Andy Ma video with Andrew Case when he walked in for Shinya and just the relief. And when he was talking about how, what did he say? Like there was only like 500 registered basketballers back in 1956 or whatever. Yeah. I welled up. I welled up. I didn't cry, but I did well up. And, for, and for what record, a wonderful... Oh, for so the record, good. I'm not professing to be this like... No, no, over, you're just being honest. Over-the-top manly bloke. Yeah. I just don't have tear ducts that yeah. work very well. No, I've seen you knitting in the grandstand, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we said we'd never speak of that. <laughs> no, no shame. Thanks for listening to this Sport Bloke segment. Why not listen to the full episode and check out their Twitter, at Sport Blokes. 